0: welcome to the revcast the weekly podcast where we discuss real life issues and how to make sense of the chaotic crazy i'm your host reverend daniel rogers aka the rev and i've brought friends with us today and as always the most lovely most gifted and most talented miss amanda albright (laughs) miss amanda it's great to be together once again for our next revcast episode how are you today
1: Rev, it's good to be with you too. We're doing great over here. We have discovered a recipe for making lava cakes and we have practiced multiple times now. So things are really looking up. We're really enjoying ourselves. How are you Rev? What's happening in your world?
0: Oh, I'm doing great. Actually, I'm spending a lot of time with my dog Shiloh and she has this funny game uh, with the squirrel that visits our backyard. And she tries to run through the sliding glass door but she never makes it. So it's kind of funny, the squirrels kind of figured that out and just kind of torments her. But uh, you know, it's kind of funny, the things that happen at your house or your apartment when you're normally at school and you're learning these new things that happen when you're away, you know? So it's kind of, it's been, it's been really fun. <laughs> so Miss Amanda, what, uh, what do we have on the Repcast today?
1: Today, we've got two people that I both admire and enjoy. Two good friends, two good colleagues. Uh, We have with us Blake DeYoung, who has been with us been a part of the BCS community for many, many years. He's a graduate of Bellevue Christian. And then also for the last five years has been our principal at the junior high and senior high. And now Blake has just moved into a role as our chief advancement officer. Uh, Blake has three kids, I think two of whom attend BCS yet. Um, I don't think his youngest is yet with us. You'll have to tell us, Blake. Yeah, but he's been a part of the community on many different layers and in many different ways. We also have with us Adam Hart, who joined our community recently as our assistant principal has done amazing work in that area and now has just stepped in to be our interim principal. We're really excited to hear what they have to say to us in this time.
0: Blake and Adam, it's really great to have you guys with us. Blake and Adam, you guys are not only school administrators, but you're both dads of younger kids. And I know that both of you, like many of our parents during this time, have had your kids at home. And Blake, I know that Miss Amanda and I, we've had a few video calls with you and had the joy of watching you multitask as both kind of a homeschool dad now and a school administrator so I'm, Blake, so, I'm so glad that
2: the, the young family is able to entertain you guys. That's, that's great.
0: <laughs> it's been fun to watch, man. Blake, tell us the young family story from this time that, you know, is going to have you laughing for years to come.
2: Oh, well, that is a great question. Um, you know, this is, this time is filled with a ton of challenges and a ton of joys and everything's just coming at you all at once. Um, I know that concept resonates with, um, With Adam, he and I have talked about that, and I know that resonates with a lot of a lot of parents out there who are trying to who are trying to do their jobs and trying to um, do their family life, um, and and now take on um, a little bit of a bigger role with school. So it's it feels like every day is is just constantly full of um, little joys. You know, you mentioned. Um, the things that go on at your home when you're not around, right? I had that that thought of like secret life of pets sort of, but, but on steroids, I mean, we're not just seeing mm-hmm. what the animals do when we're not around. We're seeing, we're seeing everything that goes on when we're not around. And, and there is a ton of joy in that. I mean, being able to just being able to have breakfast with, with the kids every day, being, being able to, one, one thing that's helped me is I've, I've tried to take on the approach of not, not being frustrated by the lack of balance and boundary, but just kind of trying to embrace that. Um, there's really nothing we can do about it, and so I am. Um, I feel like I'm in 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 work mode kind of all the time, and also in dad, dad mode all the time, um, and and husband mode all the time, and uh, that certainly causes divided attention from time to time. But it's also it's also just kind of fun because everybody's getting a window um into uh into the d- the daily life that that happens when we're sometimes isolated from each other. So I have chosen um to to embrace the lack of balance and boundary um and just just live in that.
1: I love that you're uh, finding joy in your blended world, Blake. It's <laughs> <That's> great. <laughs> um Ada, we've been joking whenever we're on screen with you, you look like you're sitting in the kitchen pantry and it looks like something different finds a, a home behind you every single day. So I've asked it's you about that. a survivalist closet. Yep, yep, <laughs> it's just tucked away. This will be my yeah. spot. Um, but there's a reason, Adam. You've got a lot going on. What is going on for the Hart family other than the reality of just school?
3: Yeah, we thought, you know, with, along with everything else, why not um, go on a, uh, a hunt for a, a new home? So we did that. And uh, so one of the one of the uh, big jokes has been, every time people see my background, it looks different because we're, we're doing some packing along the way. So, uh, and the way that God really has, has his hand in everything, and um, one of the most amazing pieces of the story of how this all worked for us to land this new home, which we're going to be moving in maybe three or four weeks, is um, it's from a BCS family. And so, it was the only house, probably saw 50, 60, I don't even know how many houses, It was the only house that had any connection to Bellevue Christian. It was the one that we liked the most. It all worked out for a reason, um, but the, the, uh, the timing is pretty hilarious.
1: You know, Adam, when I was new to Bellevue Christian, a few things like that happened in my life, and people were like, oh, you'll get used to it. And I thought, what are they talking about? And now, I've been here like eight years, and you share that you just bought a house from a BCS family, and I think, eh, that makes sense. You'll get used to it. Welcome to BCS.
0: <laughs> That's so good, Adam and Blake. You guys have really, in this season, done a great job of leading the charge at BCS. You were, you know, you were, you guys were involved in thinking and strategizing about how we were going to respond to this COVID crisis from the very beginning, before many of us were even thinking about it. And you, you, you guys have walked us through the process very early on, and you made it a, you made it happen for us, going to this online learning environment. What, what were some of the challenges that you guys have seen, and and what have you been most proud of in our community? First
2: of all, I'll say there, there's a lot to be proud of. Um, I think, I think the school's ability to recognize early what was going on is a huge component of that. I think the teachers. Stepping up right away um, and just digging in with their preparations to to, to get ready to go, to, to keep learning, continuing uh, was a huge component. And then honestly, the response of our students and parents has been he- a huge piece of that, too. The, the community's response has been very encouraging, which has sustained us um, through moments of frustration, you know. It, it's good to know that that the work that's being done by the school is valued by the community. So, so that th- those three things, uh, three things combined, have been, I think, key pillars of, of helping this go well. I also want to be really clear that um, while there's a ton to be proud of, it's not necessarily time for a victory lap either. I mean, we're, we're not at the end of this journey, and um, and we need to. We need to keep choosing to take the positive outlook. We need to, in difficult circumstances, we need to keep um, choosing to work hard um, as educators, as teachers, as as um, students, as parents. I mean, this is this. We're not done, um, and and we've got we've got a, a bit to go here on this journey. I will acknowledge moments of personal frustration when you feel like <laughs> whether whatever whatever role you happen to be playing or if you're playing all of them in a given moment right like okay I'm I'm school administrator now and now I'm husband and now I'm father and now I'm teacher and I don't feel like I can do any of them well and I just want to pick up my ball and go home you know we're all going to experience moments of that and we need to we need to keep going. We need to find sources of strength through prayer, through scripture, through one another. Um, sometimes we will need to be that source of strength for others who are in um, in challenging moments. And I think that's I think that's the challenge for our community.
3: Yeah, the uh, I think when faced with challenges like this, it's important to name the obvious and just kind of and go and go from there. Acknowledge what it is. I'm really proud of, of our leaders and, and Blake and others of, of kind of having these conversations early on of what does this look like? What does this feel like? Is this really gonna be happening? I, along with some others, have worked inter- internationally before here and um, started having conversations on some personal friends and peers and colleagues and say, hey, what is it? What is this really gonna look like and feel like? And is this really coming? Because I think I speak for almost all of us when it was a, uh, whoa, really? We're gonna, what, are we, we might shut down school and all of a sudden down, it was like, well, the campus is closed, but but learning is continuing. And, and on the, that day on, on uh, March 12th, that afternoon was a Thursday. I will just never forget it. Um, seeing all the students and how quickly it all came, and the challenge of it coming so quickly, and that really made us redefine some things. And one of them was, what is it that we're here right now? School is not shut down; um, it is continuing, and even more so, it's not even online learning. Online learning and classes are, are these things that we plan for, that, that that teachers have trainings of, that that everything is built around that, and students. And parents sign up for it. that's not what we happen right now. This is emergency remote teaching. And so once we kind of redefine what it is that we are we are Having right now, then that really allowed us to ask the questions of what we are um, dealing with now, um, what is needed, where are the resources, where are the time, what is the mindset, all the things that go, go into that. I think of the other times in my career that schools have had to make quick pivots. This one sticks out the most because of all the other ones, they all had clear end dates. This one is ambiguous and I think that right now we're trying to seek as much clarity as possible in this time of uncertainty and ambiguity. Uh, at the same time, one of the cha- uh, one of the remaining challenges is this is continuing to evolve. Just recently the OSPI uh, office for Superintendent for Public uh, Instruction came out with some additional guidelines uh, for uh, the state and what does this look like and feel like and um ends of years and this isn't to create more stress but the point is this is evolving this is moving this is fluid and so the victory lap um, statement that uh mr blake young said is is very relevant because this is not something that we've arrived at this is something that we're continuing to navigate
0: Well, this is so good. We're talking today with BCS Chief Advancement Officer Blake DeYoung and Interim Junior High High School Principal Adam Hart. Hey, this is hard work here, friends, so we're going to grab some milk and cookies and take a short break. When we come back, we'll keep the conversation going. We'll be right back.
2: What's up, guys? Jacob Robley here, along with my friend Reese Foley, and we want to encourage you to check out the spiritual life resource page on the BCS website at BellevueChristian.org/slash/spiritual-life. Reese, have you seen this?
1: You bet, Jacob. There's some great stuff there. The RevCast with Rev and Miss Albright is so cool. They are the bomb. They invite people within the BCS community to help us make sense of the chaotic, crazy season that we're in. Jacob, have you seen the Jam Cast?
2: Oh yeah, that's my jam. Oh, well, actually, you and me, Reese, and the other students in the chapel leadership class get together to put it together every week for our elementary school students and their parents to have a virtual chapel experience.
1: Yeah, and I don't know if you know Jacob, but you can also find an awesome weekly devotion. I actually saw that this morning. It's posted every week and this is something you can do on your own or with a friend or with the whole family.
2: Yeah, and I hear there's even more stuff coming. So go check out the Spiritual Life resource page at bellychristianorg slash spiritual life.
0: Welcome back to The Revcast, the weekly podcast where we discuss real-life issues, trying to make sense of the chaotic crazy. I'm your host, The Rev, and we're here with the lovely Miss Amanda Albright. And today we're speaking with newly appointed Chief Advancement Officer Blake DeYoung and also newly appointed Interim Junior High High School Principal Adam Hart. It's great to have you guys with us today. Blake, your new role as the chief advancement officer, I think mainly, and correct me if I'm wrong, but mainly is kind of about telling the story of BCS. So Blake, how, how do you tell the story of BCS? Yeah. Thanks for the opportunity to, to respond to that question, Rev.
2: You know, having, having been around here for so long and having um, been so shaped and transformed myself by, 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 Bellevue Christian, uh, as a young person and now as a professional, I, I do feel like I have a I have a handle on the story of BCS that can be it can be a little bit elusive sometimes, right? It's a complicated story to tell. Most of our students, you know, they, they get to the back end of it, and our families our families get to the get get to the back end of it, and they they look back and. And they understand that something very, very special happened, but they're not quite sure what it is or how to describe it. Um, and it and it keeps going. It, you know, the, the Bellevue Christian story doesn't doesn't stop um, when a kid walks the walks the aisle at, at at graduation. It continues to to shape our actions and our thinking and, and all, all of that stuff. That's what discipleship does. So, yeah, it is it is my my job now to try to capture that story um, and to, to tell it in a way that is that is understood, that um, that engages people um, and they, they, they hear that story through whatever form it's told to them. And they say, I, I, I want I want some of that. I want that for my kid. I want that for myself. Um, I'm excited to, to be a part of that in some way.
1: Thank you, Blake. Adam, um, you're new to the BCS stories. So what stands out to you? We want to know which part of the BCS that you're beginning to fall for. Well,
3: prior to BCS, I've worked with a number of schools. Some of them um, Christian, and they really just figuring out what does it mean to be a Christian school in the 21st century. And it kind of goes back to just these deep, kind of just like who are we identi- uh, identity questions as an organization. So much so where people are really changing, you know, the, the names of their school or what kind of positions they hire or program things. And what's really stood out to me for Bellevue Christian is the clarity of of who we are um, and what's not going away. People kind of have their own version of like we really mean the C and BCS or you know or a version of that, and it, it's true um, and. And in times of when people are talking about technology and what it means to uh, prepare people, um, our answer is clear. And it the how is different and our strategies may look different and should continue to change and adapt. Um, but I've been so proud of how we disciple um, and how these are not just words in a brochure or on a website, the things that you see in every single classroom. Um, it's been really humbled to see that and observe that and be a part of that at different levels.
0: Uh, Guys, BCS has a mission statement that I believe that we all have bought into, hook, line, and sinker. I mean, we, we, uh, we are at Bellevue Christian School because we believe in the mission of Bellevue Christian School. Let me read that to us. The mission of BCS is to prepare young people To live faithfully for God in a rapidly changing world with the ability to understand, evaluate, and transform their world from the foundation of God's unchanging values. We believe that. We feel called to that. Blake and Adam, how... How are we currently living into our mission and and the vision of our school at this time? And how, how would you say that this COVID crisis is bringing opportunity and even deepening the BCS mission and the BCS story? It's
2: a, it's a great question, Rev. <clears throat> um, and you used the word opportunity, that I feel like is one of the key the key pillars of the BCS experience. So I mean, uh, the, mm-hmm. the, the overarching word that captures that mission statement is is discipleship, right? Mike Olson mm-hmm. says this is about about helping kids discover their purpose, their gifts, so that they can spend their lifetime. Giving those gifts away for the glory of God and the good of others—that's a life of discipleship. Mm, that's um, good, and and it does it does transform the world, um, and it tra- transforms individual lives, which transforms entire communities, which transforms the world. That that's what that's what we're trying to do. So you use the word opportunity. It is one of it's one of the three pillars. So I feel like when I when I talk to families, I talk about opportunity. We want your we want your kids engaged in. In discovering what their gifts are by involvement in in opportunities. So this is, you know, taking challenging classes. This is being part of the performing arts, the creative arts, learning to express themselves. This is about athletics this is about all the different opportunities that we have. Number two, it's about relationships, a healthy peer culture, but also a very, very healthy Relational culture between adults and kids, because nobody, no kid, nobody in general wants to take the risk of opportunistic involvement if it's not safe to do so, if it's not relationally supportive and safe to do so, so that... That culture where kids are, I mean, where where adults are investing in kids, where they're getting to know them and appreciate kids uh, for who they are, not just as a, a number on a seating chart or, or whatever, like, really understanding who kids are that's critical to bcs and then the last one that i talk about a lot a lot of the time is pace and balance like we we want kids involved in a lot of stuff but we want them to live balanced lives where they have time to be with their families have time to be part of their church communities we want to be ourselves a culture of balance uh in in all forms so so balanced viewpoints and 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 balanced perspectives all three of those things have been turned on their head <laughs> in, in the last 2 months. I mean how differently would we have defined each of those characteristics in the life of Bellevue Christian School just 2 months ago. Mm. So what we need to do now is figure out what does opportunity look like in isolation? What does what do relationships look like in isolation? I mean this is an example of trying to recreate a relational opportunity. In isolation, this podcast is an example. Your your jam stuff for elementary kids is an example. Online office hours is an example. The elementary stepping into live WebEx meetings is an example. And it gets back to that thing I said before: like we're constantly gonna gonna evolve in how we how we approach this challenge.
3: Well, I heard you say the mission statement. I was just laughing because, of course, the words in there are rapidly changing the world. And and if I and if I yeah. You know, a hundred parents or students, you know, what words jump out at you now? I'm guessing that a lot of them are going to point to those words right now. And, you know, I just think of how we're living it. One of the greatest comments and compliments that i've heard from a number of students about their teachers is something along the lines of it's been so cool to see them jump into something new and learn and while uh, here here's a little um, um to, be, to be transparent students who are listening uh some of your teachers were a little nervous going into this okay they didn't really know there wasn't like their wheelhouse they weren't really into this they didn't know and you know we we gave a message of you understand like this is this is our mission right here. And I think the kids are, you guys are going to love to see all of us because we're all learning all the time for our entire lives. And not only did it not backfire, I think they earned some credibility. I don't know if they were going for that, but I think that the students really appreciated that big time. Uh, And in our mission statement also is this unchanging values. Um, And so, we're also living that, that, you know, we are, we're wavering on some of those most important pieces. And while that, how the strategies move our why, and who we are doesn't move. In regards to opportunity, I think that one of the biggest pieces that has changed is the lens and perspective in which we're using. What I mean by that is teachers and, and students aren't really changing some of the Things that we do, that a lot of the learning, a lot of the relational pieces, they're, they're there. What's changed is everyone who can see it. So, first of all, and most notably the parents, all of a sudden, like, huh. Pretty cool. Like my kid's playing the trombone and band class right now with everybody. I didn't know that. Or, or it could be something small like, um, you know, uh, an ism or uh, just some laughing with some friends over in a small group project or something like that. Beyond parents, uh, neighbors are talking about it. Families around the region are starting to talk about it. other schools are, are starting to see that. And so it now has given us just this lens into what a Bellevue Christian education is. And that has been really exciting, and I think that is a really um, amazing opportunity for us.
0: Well, Blake and Adam, thank you so much for being with us. It's been really great to have you guys with us. Hey, friends, thanks for joining us today on this week's RevCast. If you've enjoyed this episode, would you drop us a quick email with comments, questions, or ideas for upcoming episodes? Drop us an email at revcast at org. Wouldn't that be awesome to hear from our listeners, Miss Amanda?
1: Oh, you know I would love that, Rev. I'd love some good feedback. Yeah, feel free, folks. Drop us a line at revcast at org.
0: Well, Miss Amanda, what do we have for the Revcast for next week?
1: Yeah, next week, Rev, we're inviting our, one of our elementary principals, Vicki Britton, and one of her elementary teachers to join us to talk about um, what it's like from an elementary perspective to be working at home. They're going to be sharing some of the challenges and some of the opportunities that our elementary students are facing.
0: Well, Miss Amanda, you know I love the littles, so that'll be another great time. Well, friends, thank you for tuning in to the RevCast, and we'll see you back here next week where we will discuss real-life issues and making sense of the chaotic crazy. So until next time, the Lord bless you and keep you.
1: Don't do anything that we wouldn't do. Have clean hands and a clean heart. Remember, we love you.
0: And Jesus
1: loves you even even more. more. Sorry. It's all right. You got there. The kettle started whistling behind me, and so I muted it quickly so you wouldn't hear the tea kettle. And then I was like, oh, wait, it's my line!